Welcome, welcome, welcome to Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we're going to be talking all about failure. I don't know how many times I have had a potential client or someone come in and work with us where their biggest fear is that they're just, they're going to fail. They're going to fail again. This is going to be one more thing that they, that they spend money on, that they invest on. This is going to be like another diet. And all they're going to do is fail and feel like crap about themselves. And so we're going to be deep diving into this. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to touch on it. So how are you doing, Miss Vic? I am lovely. I'm excited to just dive, deep dive into the ocean with this topic. I think that I was trying to think of different points to make throughout this because that's what we do before we podcast. Um, and I was just really thinking like, what was the turning point as far as it going from, you know, if I do this, am I going to fail that like that questioning of myself to knowing that failure is not like that's off the table. And like, where did that shift happen? And it really came with the understanding and daily practice of finding that middle path that between the black and white, between the, if you want, like the gray, it's the, it's the two extremes and then whatever's in the middle. And that was understanding that and that there isn't like, I'm not going to get to a certain outcome without these high highs and these low lows and these mediums was a really big realization for me. And it, it sucks. Like there's people that don't want to admit that, mm -hmm. um, but it's the reality. And the sooner that you can learn to accept that and to embrace it and to enjoy the process, it is going to make the journey to healing your relationship with food and your relationship with your body so much easier. 100%. I think for me, the biggest thing when it comes to failure that changed everything is that failure is only feedback. Because mm -hmm. it used to be, I had that same thing, like that fear of failure. Like, I mean, we could even talk about right now, I have like this retreat coming up and that's a big, scary investment and thing to put out there. And like, what if people don't come or what if whatever, like, or, or a relationship, right? What if it doesn't work out? What if this thing doesn't, um, what if I end up getting hurt? Uh, or like with our health journey? Well, what if I regain the weight? Mm -hmm. What if I, you know, struggle with food again? And instead of looking at it like it's either it's working or it's not, recognizing that the journey to success is going to be filled with lots and lots and lots of failures, but that every single time you fail, it's actually a really good thing. It's an opportunity for you to learn. It's an opportunity for you to grow. It is data. And so every time, and, and that was the thing that would happen then. So when I was healing my relationship with food, of course, I still had times when I overate. 
of course I still had times when I would emotionally eat or I would um, have that urge to binge or whatever else. And, and there we were times have those things. Yeah. And like, and so like for you to, to recognize that and like, okay, I, and if I started acting into that urge, right, maybe I did start eating the old me would have said, Oh, I failed. I suck. All right. I'm going to eat it all now. So I can start over tomorrow. Tomorrow is day one. Right. And like today is uh, we're recording this. It's September 1st. You could say it's day one of the month. This is the month that I'm going to whatever it is. But instead, when I changed it to being like, no, I, I, messed up. This is data. Now let me look. Okay. What was it that was leading me to that overeating? Did I just not eat enough during the day? Did I not have enough protein? Did I not drink enough water? Was there an uncomfortable emotion that I wasn't actually allowing myself to feel like what happened that caused this? How can I take this as data, as feedback for next time? Because I know there will be a next time. It will never just be perfect. It will never just be easy. And so I think that was one way that I'd like people to start looking at failure is to welcome it for feedback. Yeah. And I think that I was reading something yesterday just about like, you know, people often think that the, there's failure and then there's success and it's either one or the other. But the reality is that, that failure to get to success, you have to experience failure, that it's part of this whole process. Um, and a lot of times people have attribute like success with an outcome. And if you are going to just be so focused on that and this outcome, and you're not able to deal with like that journey to actually get there, it is go like back to the last week's episode, you are going to have pain and suffering, and it's going to be that much harder for you to deal with things, handle things, respond, react, however you do so. I think it reminds us when we do have these, I don't even like just setbacks, whatever you want to call them. Like we're human and like, there is so much going on in the world and in our heads and in our own lives. And like, there are going to be times when you don't eat three meals a day and maybe a snack. And there's going to be times where like, I've been so busy that I forget to eat. And like, I would have never thought that that would be a problem for me. Because I, I, I know I eat more than I would be more on that spectrum of like eating so much because I'm stressed out. And, and just like, there's a level of grace that just has to be extended to yourself, like on this journey, because if you're just waiting your whole life to arrive at this, this success or this dream body or this perfect day that like you envision of like what your meals are going to look like, you're not, you're going to miss so, so, so much. Like Absolutely. you're going to, and that's part of like, I love Kelsey got me into the practice and I like do practicing gratitude every day, whether you freaking write it down or you do it in your head or you say it out loud or you say it to someone that's going to pull you into the present moment and take you out of that, like 10 miles ahead moment. Oh, it's so true. Like, and guys, if you do want those journal prompts, they're in the show notes, but legit gratitude is, is such a big deal. And I think too, like, just like you said, rather than focusing on the future, another thing that I really encourage people, and we could do a whole podcast episode on this at some, at some point, 
but is the, uh, the idea of detachment. So there's the law of detachment. I really do want to do a whole podcast episode on that later, but this is the idea of de detaching from the outcome. And, and this is something you and I have talked about in these previous episodes where you're like, the scale isn't budging. I'm feeling uncomfortable with my loose skin right now. I'm feeling uncomfortable in my body, but what am I going to do? Am I just going to give up or am I just going to keep showing up and keep doing the things that I know are going to make me feel good regardless of the results, regardless of the outcome? And I think if we can just understand that, that that's what the journey is all about. You're not always gonna be, have success. You're not always gonna go down on the scale. You're not always gonna feel really good. And that's okay, that's part of life. But the thing that will set you apart is if you are continuing to show up as the type of person you want to be, are you continuing to show up and do the work and follow through on the things that you said you were going to do, whether you feel like it or not, whether it goes well or not, whether you figured it out yet or not. If you know that these are the actions that are going to take you to where you want to be, then you have to keep doing them. Because that instant gratification, that's what keeps you stuck in yo-yo world um, and just giving up the moment that you're no longer getting the outcome or result you're looking for. So again, it's not about the outcome. It's about the type of person that you are showing up as. And that type of person may fail. And that's okay. What type of person are you going to be when you fail? What type of person are you going to pick yourself back up? Are you going to keep going? Or are you just going to throw your hands in the air and say, well, F it. I knew I wasn't ever going to figure it out anyway. I just had the weirdest thought I'm ready. of, and it's more so in relation to body weight and you can apply it to any scenario, but like I've been, I'm just going to say 220 pounds before. Right. And you know, whether I'm that again or not is what it is. Right. But like the difference between that time in the past that I was versus like me going towards that now is my character and it has everything to do with that like people all the time are like oh I want to get back to when I was 20 and I was like in this little body or whatever like all these idealized things or you know they want something they see on social media right but like if you actually I mean you were already there at one point why didn't you think that then like why didn't you why wasn't that what you were thinking? It's because you're not the same person. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of like me getting into a healthy body weight range, like I know that when I get there, whenever that day is, I am not attached to this outcome, whatever it is, like I am a different person. I deal with things differently. I see myself differently. I see other people differently. I have a understanding of like these little bumps and roads and whether it's up or down or it's plateaued like this is a character challenge like this is really a test of character and of perseverance resilience all of those things it has nothing to do with the outcome really like I I the best thing that I can really relate to in all this is I did Olympic weightlifting from when I was like 15 to, I don't know, 2021 20, or something like that. And I competed. So that was when I was like competing. And one of my favorite things to do every 
every day was to go and train with my coach. And it was this like very raw, like just crazy lifting sessions and super intense. And it was like, uh, he was very, um, strict. So like, we didn't have music. You could hear a pin drop on the floor. Like it was really intense. Um, and I think about those days and in the moment I was like, screw this. I'm so tired. I was in high school still. So I'm like, I have to go do homework, like whatever, like graduations coming up. Like I was trying to come up with all these excuses and not really being like in the moment. And there were days that I was and days that I wasn't, but then I would, I was training for competition. And when I got to the competition, it was like, I could turn it on really quick and it was great, but it didn't feel as fulfilling as those days when I was clocking in and clocking out doing my weightlifting. And like, it wasn't always perfect. It was, there were some days I would go out crying. There were days that there was a day I dropped a barbell on my head and myself into a wall. Like I literally like dropped it behind my head. I was doing a snatch and it flipped me forward. Like it was, it was crazy, but like there were days that my coach would walk in with a watermelon and a spoon and eat watermelon while I was coaching. Like those like stupid, funny, laughing, crying, all of those things were so much more worth it than that like competition win. Mm. Great. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, I liked this journey of going uh. so like out of, you know, not conditioned my bones. I was just like, not flexible, all of these things to, you know, obviously I did get to the outcome of competing and winning, but that whole process of like preparing for that was such a character defining moment. For me. And like, that is like the best, that's like the best way that I could, when I think about like my weight loss journey, my healing, my relationship with food, that is the first thing that I think of every single time is like these during high school, I would get off of, I would leave school. I would drive over an hour to go train and like my guy friends would be there and we'd hang out and we'd go get Chipotle and we'd train and like that that journey getting to these really fun outcomes like it was great it was fun it was exciting but there was so much put into that it was a lot of discipline it was a lot of like under like people understanding like this is my time like don't bug me these are my boundaries you know so that's just like I I always go back to that and it doesn't have to be weightlifting like think of a time in your life where you really did embrace the process and there were days that you did not but you still like loved it. And you love that, the pursuit of it. I, you like guys hear what Victoria just said. She fell in love with the journey. She fell in love like with the character traits that she was gaining through the process. She fell in love with the process. Like that's the point. And that's how she was able to get to the point where she won the, the winning and those moments they're fleeting that, that, you know, the scale going down or the clothes fitting, like, and I know Victoria just recently had like, where she's like, Oh my God, these pants fit. Like, you know, like those moments are exciting, but they're also fleeting. And so like what gets to stay and last longer is the person that you become those character traits and, and those memories. And like, Guys, if you hate the journey, you won't be able to sustain it. And like what, what came up to me is there's this, this beautiful woman. Again, I used to work with her when I was a personal trainer in Fort Collins. 
uh, Colorado, and I know she's been struggling massively with her weight. And I know it's something that we've talked about. She was struggling with binge eating. And then here recently this year as well, slowly but surely she's lost, I think, you know, a relatively a large amount of weight. And I was like, what's been going on? Like, what's different? What was the biggest thing? And she's like, I wanted to prioritize weight loss. I wanted to, you know, uh, actively be working on it, but I needed to be gentler on myself in the journey. If I can't do it for the rest of my life, I'm not doing it. If I can't do it for the rest of my life, I'm not doing it. So every change I think about making, I ask myself, can I do this forever? And if the answer is no, I think about how I might tweak it to make it sustainable. And if it's still a no, I accept that and move on. Sometimes I revisit, sometimes I don't. Here are some examples. Exercise. I asked first, can I sustain five to six one hour workouts per week, which is what I thought I needed to do. Um, and the answer was like, no, I can't do that. Then she asked, can I sustain 20 to 30 minutes most days with the option to do more if I feel like it and a few walks when I had the time? Yes. She said, can I eat veggies with every meal? Nope, I cannot do that. That's not sustainable. Then she asked, can I commit to veggies with one meal per day? Yep. And on and on and on being brutally honest about what was sustainable and what wasn't. And it's funny because when I don't feel forced, I tend to do more, not less. Mm -hmm. She just, she wrote it out so beautifully. And it really is this idea of like, can you do it forever? Can you do it in a way that you can enjoy it? Because that's when you're going to be able to keep going. And I would say that that's been the biggest shift for you as well. Yeah, I was thinking of the day, like literally the day that I met Kelsey was, I was doing Octavia and I was, I had not had like a non-Octavia meal for like the 30 day period. Like I had one actual meal a day and then I was doing like powdered food. It's disgusting. Anyways. So I just, I remember like being, I felt so convicted of like, yeah, I want to heal my relationship with food. I want to help other, like all of these things, but am I going to eat food out of a, like a packaged bag every single day for the rest of my life? No. Am I, when I do heal my relationship with food, am I going to say with confidence that like I did this in the best way possible? No. And were there like was part of my weight loss journey at the very, very beginning due to Octavia? Yeah. Was that a failure? No. Like that was a big wake up call to me of like, okay, I need to do this the right way. Eating food, eating at regular times. I go to ice cream. Like, like my husband and I, we love milkshakes and ice cream and like fun food that doesn't have to be at every meal, but like, it's not off the table. Right. Yeah. I could do that. Can I go on walks? Yeah. There are times when I can get to the gym five to six days a week. There are other times when it's like, I have my Peloton or I'm walking my dog, like, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Either way. It's okay. Dude. And look where you are now. And it's sustainable. Like again, guys, like when they say 96% of those who go on a diet will fail, 96%. 
will fail within one to five years, right? So the idea that you will regain the weight within five years or gain even more weight, which is more likely, right? And the reason for that is, is because these, a lot of these ways that people are going about it is unsustainable. If you get nothing else from today's like podcast episode is if you want long results in anything, anything you want in life. I'm saying the same thing for like my business or, or for relationships or whatever else. It has to be something that you can do sustain, sustainably in a way that you can enjoy, right? And I mean, it's not going to be like, a, there is discipline. There are going to be parts of you, like whatever else, but can it be something that you can sustainably do on a regular basis? If you waking up at 4 a.m. every day to go through like an two hour morning routine, the TikTok, like, oh my gosh, it just makes me feel like an absolute shit bag when I watch these like girls, they're like, oh, I wake up at 4.30 and I'm like, I would be like, and I read, I'm like, I would be in my book dead asleep. Like, yeah. no, not no. <laughs> and like, I don't need to be that girl and I don't, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. it's really just interesting. So asking yourself, you, yourself, based on your schedule, based on your priorities, based on your values, based on your preferences. What can you do that is sustainable? Because then I promise you, like, even if you fail, if you miss a day, it's really easy for you to get right back up. It's really easy. And that's our big thing that we've learned from James Clear, Atomic Habits, right? It's just don't miss two days in a row. Try your best not to miss two days in a row. And stop trying to hold yourself to this standard of being perfect because it's not, no one is. Yeah. And you wouldn't want it to be. We're not robots. We like uncertainty. We like knowing we can go on vacation and enjoy certain things and that we don't have to go to the gym and do the exact same routine every single week. You know what I mean? Like we need that. Yeah. I have, I have an intro. Well, you actually started reading the book. I haven't read the book, but... Brianna Weiss or Weiss. Oh yeah. You. And I read it yesterday, the one of her quotes, and I was like, oh my gosh. It's a good book. Um, and then I have an analogy because I I I had a friend helping me with something this past weekend and he was, I'll get into it, but I was like, oh my gosh, I understand now. And it totally goes in line with our podcast. So Brianna Weiss, she wrote the book, um, The Mountain Is You and a hundred and something essays to change your life. I have that book, but it says one day, the mountain that is in front of you will be so far behind you. It will be barely visible in the distance, but the person you become in learning to get over it, that will stay with you forever. And that is the point of the mountain. Like I, that is, and, and sometimes there are times when food and that, like the body image stuff feels so far away from like my life now because it's not taking up my head I mean there are days that it's harder than others and there are times when you know some thoughts will trickle in or whatever but like for the most part it's not consuming all of my headspace and I can do so much more because of it right but like to be able to say yeah that was there so that I could become who I am now is such a big part of it so and then the second one I love quotes is by Rachel Aliyah, Aliyah, I'll add these in the show notes, but it says, what if we were transparent about our own failures, not as some kind of performative vulnerability, 
but as an invitation to collectively destigmatize the messy process of lifelong learning. And like, not to just be like, oh, I was vulnerable. Like I shared it's struggle. It's a hard for me, but like to actually be like, this is my everyday life. Like, these are the things that I struggle with. Like I still sometimes overeat or eat, mm-hmm. past, you know, my fullness that I would normally stop at, or, you know, I didn't have as much water in the day. So my hunger was thrown off. So like all of these different things are just, again, the data, it's stuff that you can add to your little evidence box of, you know, how I got from here to there is, is a way that you could look at it and it will change things. I promise you. I think that's the biggest thing I've tried talking to people whenever they're like a potential client or they're thinking about joining us in the rediscover you free, uh, program and community is, and this was the big thing for you, Victoria, that changed everything people hear me right now. What if this mess of yours right now could be your message? Mm -hmm. What if this is your kind of quote rock bottom and the way that you crawl out of it, the way that you, you, you show up after this moment is how you then help someone else who will also be in this same spot. Like what if, and this is Victoria's quote, you could be somebody, the person that you needed most. What if you could become that person? And like, it's that whole idea of putting yourself as the protagonist or the hero of your own story because you are. And so just recognizing how would you want that movie to go? How are you going to show up in that little like Rocky montage? You know, it's, there's gonna be days, it sucks. Hey, maybe that'll be our um, podcast opening song. (laughs) <laughs> that would be so funny I'm totally down I'm totally down yeah, yeah oh I God. think so I've been I okay you're gonna laugh because you're like why would you need help with that but maybe not I'm doing like my website stuff is like the stuff I don't want to deal with right now is getting like the SEO optimization like some like coding stuff that like I don't understand how to do like HTML coding on a website and awful. so I, yeah, I'm just like, uh, and so I was like, well, I could pay someone to do this, but then I was like, no, I should probably do this. So I went to my parents' neighbor's house in the mountains and, um, Emily's husband was helping me and he was like, no, like people will overcharge you out the wazoo to do these things. Like you can do it yourself. You can teach yourself on YouTube. You can read about it. You can ask me. And he was like, and when something breaks and when something breaks down and there's a glitch, you're going to know how to fix it because you did it. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, whatever website thing, but like life, like that is such a life thing of, we just want to like pay for that ebook or we want to pay for like this $12,000, like, oh my gosh, life-changing whatever. And like we like these outward, oh, the diet's going to fix it. Oh, like this pro not, I'm not saying rediscover you. I'm saying like these like woo woo, like, like I'm going to spend my, oh my gosh, my dad, when I was younger was listening to this thing in his ears while he was sleeping, like to help lose weight. Oh, like it was this thing. Like an uncon, I don't know what it was. I don't remember. I just remember it being in their bedroom 
And I was like, well, why would you do that? Because like people are looking for all of these extra the magic pill, the magic pill. Right. So I was just thinking, you know, everyone wants to do those things, but like we given the right resources, YouTube rediscover you program, whatever these right, these well, like thought out resources, we can do it. And when things break, when we fail, when we have a hiccup, when we have a little stumble, we can fix it. We can go back to the drawing board, go back to the basics of, I need to practice gratitude. I need to make sure I'm eating normally at normal times. I need to make sure, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And when he said that, I was like, okay, yeah, that's great. But I could totally see that in so many aspects of life that sometimes we want. And, and I did, I, I put myself into treatment places to fix it. I also thought like, oh, well, if I, you know, I mean, it was a lot of money. Like if I pay for this, it's probably going to fix it. Like these are licensed professionals. It should help. But the reality is, is like, you can't just dish out all this stuff and not be willing to do the work and not be willing to like mend it, mend it, repair it, do all those things. So, and I will say this, like, just as like a little so I think that that's the thing is, is recognizing that there is no magic pill. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a part of you that's like, I know I paid a lot for these therapies and, and man, like it still didn't help me completely get through. You also know each of those therapies oh. and all of the things you learned helped each, it brought you closer. It, it may not solve the problem right away, but each of those investments, because you still have the binders, you still yeah. have the workbooks, you still bring it into your everyday life here. Maybe, and like, that's the thing. So maybe when you and I started working together, it was that final little piece that was ready to click in. But if you hadn't have done the work up yeah. until that point, you never could have like, it wouldn't have been enough. Yeah, and I think that in the past, I would have viewed the, you know, yeah, treatment didn't work. Well, yeah, that's because my, 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 my definition of success was to stop binge eating. And my definition of failure was to continue binge eating. Like that was all, that's all I wanted to stop. I remember. Stop that. Like every single time I went and I was like, I don't care about any of the other shit. Like, I just want to stop binge eating. Like it is so distressing. And if I would have just like really been open to the ups and the downs, I think I would have maybe viewed it a little bit differently and been a little bit more responsive, you know, to things, but it was really, I was so hyper-focused on, I have to stop. I have to stop. I have to stop. And then I would get home and I'm like, that's all I'm thinking about. Don't binge. Don't do it. Don't think about the elephant in the room. And it's like, okay, it, it, there was so much focus on that. And like what I was doing that it, it just drew me towards it more. Dude, this is, this is exactly what we're talking about today. Like, this is the exact thing. It's like you, those were not failures. You yeah. didn't fail. It's not that those therapies didn't work. They were part of like your stepping stone. They were feedback. They were data. They helped get you to where you are today. Like in no way can you look back at those and be like, that was thousands of dollars wasted because it wasn't, it's brought you here. And so like, and, and recognizing again, it was when you could finally turn and shift that it's either I'm successful or I fail. When you shifted to, no, I'm going to become a different person. 
I'm going to show up and prove that I am this person, even when I do. And I remember you texting me, I was in Mexico and you're like, I'm in the cabin alone. And there's like Easter candy everywhere. And I'm feeling panicked. I haven't had this emotion in like in months. And we talked through it and it was okay. And it didn't, and you knew that that didn't mean that it was over or that you were going to binge for the rest of your life. You knew that it was just a moment. It was feedback. And so like, I think I really want people to understand that investing in yourself is really, really important. And I do appreciate him saying like, Hey, you can pay somebody and they'll just do the work for you. But like, that's totally different to you taking a course. Yep. That's totally different to you. Also, you have him, you have a support system you have a community you have a coach you know what I mean like whereas that's why people I get so many people who they're they're trying to do the YouTube thing they're trying to do the just listen to our podcast they're trying to just listen to stuff on Instagram and they wonder why it doesn't work and it's because you don't have the support system you don't have the accountability you don't have that mentorship that coaching and honestly like there is something about it obviously you're invested in this project because it's your business but when you pay you pay attention and like it, and maybe you're paying it with time. Maybe you're paying it with money. But if, when it's a big enough problem, you will invest and yeah. you will do the work and recognize that it's not a magic pill. I will never tell you that I have the magic pill that this is going to do everything. But if you show up and do the work, Victoria did the course. Victoria like was in our program. She invested in the Rediscover You program along with everything else, and like. It's these things that take you closer to where you want to be. Yeah. And I would like my caveat, like my, my little ad, ad part of that is like, it, 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 there's a difference between like paying somebody to just do it for you and then yes. paying somebody to teach you and to like, really like, he was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to code. And I'm like, I don't know how to like, what? I don't know how to do that. But he's like, no, I'll, I'll show you what that, what it looks like and how you need to do it. And you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that. And I was like, that is what I would rather want. I don't want somebody to just do something for me or to like say that they're going to do all, you know, all this stuff. I I want to actually do the work because even if you have like one small evidence in your lifetime that you did the work and there was a successful outcome or an outcome where you grew as a person, like you, once you have that, that experience that like, yeah, I guess experience, like you, you want to build more of that. And, and it, it just adds to like your self-confidence. It adds to your ability to know, like when, when there is a failure, I'm going to be okay. When I stumble, it's okay. And I'm going to have like a little, maybe you have, this is interesting, have like a way, like three things that you do every time you have a stumble, whatever it is, like, you know, maybe you go for a walk around the block and you call a friend and you write, you know, one thing, one thing down in your journal, whatever it is, like having some type of like reset. Almost. Oh, well, I also, not, not in a like diet culture way. No, no, no. But I can share what I, I do recommend people do this 100%. If anyone was following me last year, I had a hell of a time with planes um, and like missing my flights and then we like, oh, it was so stressful. And like people now know. And I, I wrote it down and like lessons I've learned from this. I even did this after our, our retreat last year. Lessons I've learned from this year's retreat. And I go bullet point by bullet point. Like now I know whenever possible, always fly direct, pay the extra. You know what I mean? Like, 
what is the lesson that I can take away? Like making sure no matter what that I've planned ahead. This was like when COVID was happening. All right, make sure that you have your COVID results in. make sure you have the appointment, make sure you know where the testing site is. Like these were things that I like, make sure you are set up that you will arrive at the airport with at least two hours. Like be early, be more than early. That's okay. But like taking that time for you to sit down and be like, all right, this was a failure. This kind of sucked. It did suck. All right. What am I going to learn from it? What am I going to take away? And that's part of our prompts, our three, two, one prompts that actually you came up with that every single day at the end of the evening to ask, what was my lesson or takeaway of the day? But especially when you've fallen on your face, take the time and write down why it happened. So you remember for next time. And don't wait till the next day to make the yeah. right neck, the next right action, do the next right thing immediately after. Like it's not, oh, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. It's the, the prudent person, the, the person that wants to build their character, that cares about themselves, that cares about other people, that cares about their well-being, is going to eat that next meal, even though they had a binge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know, it, that it comes down to those things. It's what you're doing after that actually is that defining moment for you. It's not the fact that you had a binge or that you restricted. Oh, good. Like I talk about, again, that pendulum, like the only way to stop the binges is to stop overreacting. Like, I wish people understood that because that's the problem is like, we would like, I would binge and either I would purge or I would over exercise or I would not eat the next day or I would like all these things or, or you shame yourself, right? You, you put yourself down, you criticize yourself, which triggers you to keep on eating. Like it's so the only way you can get this pendulum to slow down is for you to start just finding that balance. Like just, all right acceptance oh my gosh just from last week guys like again accept that it has happened accept that this failure has happened accept it it's okay you can't take it back but you do have a choice in how you respond now and your response is really important and don't wait like victoria was saying till 11:59 don't wait to start the next day cuz that'll that just gives you this permission to just say screw it the rest of the day like and to continue like that that's so so silly so silly but well that was good that was fun dude I'm, I'm really passionate I, I know that's the biggest fear that we all have and I think the big thing I want people to walk away from this is like the success or the result or the outcome is not what we're striving for it's the genuine pursuit yeah. of becoming the successful, the highest version, the best version, the healthiest version for you. It's the genuine pursuit of you trying to become that person is where you can find joy. It's not the actual result. And I would say it's your responsibility to, it's our own personal responsibility to define what success and failure looks like. Mm -hmm. Like if I could have, you know, gone back a few years and just said, Hey, get the most out of this treatment center, do what you can it's not going to be fixed in four weeks. You certainly didn't develop these habits in four weeks. Like if I could have just said that to myself and said, just be present, do what you can, get what you can out of it, ask questions, be okay with hiccups. Like it would have been so much easier for me, you know, down the line. So it's your responsibility to really 
have a little check-in with yourself of like, what is my success and what is failure? And, and how am I going to kind of detach myself from that outcome? And then, and then it goes into this embracing every single moment, embracing the gray, practicing gratitude and, and then a little bit of like a little reset, a little, um, you can, I heard yesterday at a podcast, like a download, like Mm -hmm. kind of just like a little, I'm just gonna be, okay, what, what happened? Why did this happen? Is there something I can do next time? And then journal about it. So 100%, 100%. And if you're looking, and I would say having a community support system, like this has been huge for us, like, especially here lately, if you have those days where you're just feeling really uncomfortable in your body, um, those days where you did overeat, or if you, you didn't follow through on the intentions that you had as far as, as eating, if you did emotionally eat, whatever else, I promise you having a support system of women who understand what you're going through are not going to make you feel weird or strange, are just going to empathize with you and help you get right back to it right away. it's life-changing. So I really do encourage you, if you want to learn more about our Rediscover You community, um, I'll put a a strategy session link called down below and we can Quotes, show notes, retreat info, all the things, 321 journal, it'll be in the show notes. And then if you appreciate visual facial expressions, you can tune into our YouTube. So other than that, have a lovely rest of your week, you guys. Bye, guys.